listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey, and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel. This is Chad. And I'm Chris. And we are back to talk all things media. We got just two things on the docket for you tonight. We got a main review of Thor Ragnarok, and then Josh is going to come back and join us, and we're going to play some flick chart. That's always fun. Get to bash on a bunch of movies. It's always a good time. As always, we invite you to join in on the conversation with us. Follow us on Facebook. Just search The Screeners Podcast. We want to hear from you guys, hear what you guys are watching, hear what you think about our opinions on stuff, because we know we get it wrong. Uh, Well, mostly Chris gets it wrong, but the rest of us uh, have some opinions, too. It's fair. Uh, Let's jump into our main event. Welcome to the main event. The God of Thunder is back. It's Thor Ragnarok. So much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer, like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. Where are we? You have no idea. Hello, the goddess of death has invaded Asgard. Oh, I've missed this. You and I had a fight recently. Did I win? No, I won. Easily. Doesn't sound right. Well, it's true. Asgard is dead. And it'll be reborn in my image. I thought you'd be glad to see me. I need to stop her here and now. To prevent Ragnarok. The end of everything. So I'm putting together a team. Like the old days. Surprise! All right, so the IMDb summary is as follows. Imprisoned, the almighty Thor finds himself in a lethal gladiatorial contest against the Hulk, his former ally. Thor must fight for survival and race against time to prevent the all-powerful Hela from destroying his home and the Asgardian civilization. Stars Chris Helmsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, and a whole bunch of others. Really excited to talk to you guys about this. Of course, Marvel Studios releasing so many movies. The Thor films have not really been received all that well, his standalone stuff anyway. But this one seems to be getting some buzz, so I'm excited to talk with you guys and see what you thought about Ragnarok. So let's go ahead and get the conversation started, give our general thoughts on the film, and then we'll jump straight into spoilers here in just a bit. So, Chad, what did you think about Thor Ragnarok? I'm a little bummed that you started with me. Oh, no. Because I have, yeah, I have no idea what you guys are, are, are going to feel. I, I like the first two Thor movies okay, but I do feel like I'm probably in line with a lot of people who feel like they were on the lower tier of the Marvel scale. They were kind of self-serious, certainly the first one, which was Shakespearean in scope. Although they had moments of humor sprinkled throughout, I generally have not liked them as much. And the second Thor, which was what, The Dark World the dark or Dark world. Yep. something? Dark World, yep. Was a, really not a fan of that one. But Taika Watiti is a great comedic director, so I was extremely interested to see what he was going to do with this movie 
And I have to say that I'm very conflicted about this movie because, on the one hand, it is undeniable that I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. I was entertained. I laughed quite a bit. Two times I laughed uh, embarrassingly hard. <laughs> out loud. I mean, really good, hearty belly laugh. And at the same time, the, the literal second that I walked out of this movie, I, I just completely forgot about it. And when we get into spoilers, I, I want to talk specifically about some of the major reasons why. But my 10,000-foot view of, of Thor Ragnarok is that this is just a pure comedy. It's a, it's a superhero comedy. Uh, the jokes per minute in this movie are, are pretty high. The characters are played almost in a farcical way where they are, they're literally just riffing off each other all the time, which is very enjoyable and very well written and funny to see these characters interacting that way. But as a result, for me, it also took away any sense of stakes or excitement or adventure because you knew that there was, there was just never any danger. It just felt light to me because of the lack of of stakes. Now, to be fair to the director, if you're going to pick a Marvel property in which to do something like this, I think this is the right one. I mean, he's a Viking from a Viking god from another universe who lives in Asgard and everything is is insane in that world. So, I think it's ripe to take a chance in in doing a movie like this. But my hope was this would be closer to what I think was the perfect balance of really good entertaining funniness and excitement, which was the first Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a movie that delighted and thrilled and excited me from top to bottom. And this one, I just kind of laughed and thought, well, I was entertained, but the action is is underwhelming. The CGI is not great, but man, they've got a lot of really good jokes. I, I, I still feel conflicted because I'm not, I didn't not enjoy this movie, but it's, just, man, I just didn't, I didn't really get much of anything out of it either other than an, an, a fun time where I laughed a little bit, which may be enough for a lot of people. I know a lot of people really are high on this, and I think that's probably because it was such a departure, but it just didn't land for me in a way. I think it's the best of the Thor movies for sure, but overall, I just didn't love it because it felt so light and slight because it's really just a pure, hardcore comedy with some action stuff thrown in to me anyway. So that's probably that probably comes off more negative than I mean it to be, but I, I thought going in that I was going to really love it, and I just I did it. I did it. Mm. Okay, all right. So not huge praise, but you know it, at least it was on the positive side of things, right? I mean, for you, sure, you, you weren't yeah, leaving sure. thinking like it was a disappointment. It was just not what you hoped it would be. Like it didn't live up to I, like huge it expectations. Just yeah, it just didn't grab me. But yes, okay. it, I, I'm definitely positive for sure okay. on the positive side. Right. I would recommend it. Cool. Okay. Daniel, how about you? I am very much in line with Chad all around. Maybe it's maybe just the the tiniest bit more positive. Going back to my my history with the Thor movies, um, I actually really like the first Thor. I think it's it's definitely a, maybe a little overly serious, but I think it's a very good movie. I, I really enjoy it probably more than a lot of pe- other people do. And then on the other hand, Thor: The Dark World is is the worst Marvel movie so far. Uh, so I really don't like it. Uh, so, uh, Iron, Man, Iron Man three is actually the worst. Now, just just so we are all clear, <laughs> that is universally not true. I, you're going to make me angry now, Chris. I mean, uh, it is it is it is the to truth. To your corners, gentlemen. To your corners. So, sometimes sometimes the truth hurts, Daniel. And you just kind of gotta. 
So anyway, before I get too riled up, hiring Taika Waititi was just a really inspired choice because that was just kind of out of left field. His movies are hilarious, um, and this is no different. It's hilarious. This is a really, really funny movie. Um, it completely delivers on the comedy, and, and it's not just I, – I, I, maybe I'm a little bit more positive here than Chad in that respect too. I think there's a little bit more than just comedy. Some of the action is fun to watch. The, the visuals here – are really cool. Um, the color palette and just the, kind of the world that we're in with like Jeff Goldblum's world, it's really fun to watch. But that said, yes, the comedy is what you're here for. It is, that's the main thing. And it delivers. It's hilarious. This is definitely better than both the other Thor movies. It's it's a lot funnier, a lot more enjoyable. It's not as serious, um, overly serious. But I 100% agree with Chad. This is so light. There was never a moment in this movie where I felt emotionally connected in any way, shape, or form. And that's okay. You know, sometimes comedies can just be funny and, and nothing more. But I look at the Guardians movies that were hilarious. And especially, you know, Guardians 2, just earlier this year, had some really heavy emotional weight at the end of the movie. I was, I was very moved at the end of that movie. Um, and I just never had that here. It's fine. It's good. It's a, This is a good movie, the best of the Thor movies. But I just wish, as funny as it is, that they could have added a little bit more heart in it because I think that would have really put it over the edge. Um, still, it's a very good movie. And the visual effects, um, I thought uh, they were awesome throughout. But man, if I'm getting a little nitpicky here, this has the worst visual effects shot I've ever seen in any uh, Marvel movie ever. It's when they're, uh, Anthony Hopkins is on a cliff in North in Norway. Uh, did that s- stand out to you guys at all? Yes, it's terrible. It's, it's really terrible. bad. It looked like it was from the 80s. It was so bad green screen. I, I was sitting there in shock at how bad it was. It was embarrassing. But the rest of the movie, the visual effects are good, which is why, which made it that, that one shot stand out all the more. It was just we- really weird. I don't know how that happened. That was a nitpicky thing. This movie is really good. It's a really good movie, but definitely uh, very light and... Uh, out of the three Marvel movies we've had this year, uh, this is the third best. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So the, we, the, the other one you're talking about is Spider-Man you're including in yes. that? Or? Okay. Yep. Spider-Man. Okay. So uh, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than you guys did. I really appreciated just the, the, just the fun of it. If you're looking to go to the theater and smile and have a good time and you're a fan of these comics... Uh, you will have a blast here. I am really amazed at how well they have created a world. You guys are talking about the look of the film. They've created a world that is so different from all the other space operas out there. This looks nothing like Star Wars. This looks nothing like Star Trek. This looks. This is. You see a frame of this. And it's unlike anything else. It's bright, it's colorful, it's beautiful. Guardians of the Galaxy and this both. Thor fits right in tonally, I think, with the universe, the the the, the space version of the Marvel universe. And so I think it's it's really, really great uh, that he is here now uh, and that they're focused more on the bigger things 
rather than trying to keep Thor on Earth. Because every time they did that, it's very similar to what they had to do with Superman, which was neuter his power in some way, shape, or form. And here, he can just be bombastic and crazy uh, and powerful. And everybody else kind of, you know, he doesn't have to hide the fact that he's Thor. He comes out and says it and everybody, whatever, dude. It's just, it's a really good place for him to be. And so I really appreciated it. I, I thought it was, it's just really fun. I As far as it being really funny, I don't know if there were really like, I mean, I guess I could call this, I just felt like it was more fun and, and enjoyable than it was like laugh out loud funny, if, if that makes sense. Like I didn't feel like it was, Definitely. yeah. So I, for me, it was just, it, I had a smile on my face pretty much the entire film. You know, I saw us in, with a group of folks that I knew were geeks and were enjoying the exact same thing. And so the, I thought the performances were really great. I loved all the characters here. You know, th- they did a couple of things with characters that you're familiar with that show back up that I was really really enjoying the the comedy that Tycho Tyka 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 got it uh yeah what we do in the shadows his other sensibilities really do fit well here and I just I had a blast guys I thought this was a really fun if there's if, if you're just looking to escape for two hours there's not but any better choices other than Thor Ragnarok to be honest um, I really do think it's it's pretty fantastic. I enjoyed quite a bit Clay, Kate Blanchett in this film. What did you guys think of her showing up as Hela? Yeah, she was fun. She was good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think she was fine, but I don't think she was given a lot to do. Oh, other not at than all. Just kind of twirl her mustache. You know, it was yeah. just kind She's of. She's a classic Marvel Cinematic Universe villain. Fun to look at and seems like the actor had a good time, but, but ultimately the villain is super weak and boring. I disagree in the fact that I like, it's very similar to Doctor Strange. I like how they deal with the end fight, the the big boss battle. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I really enjoyed that a lot because, yeah, I just, I, I, I like the way they the, this movie handled itself, I would say. It didn't, it didn't pander. I don't feel like, I, I really do feel like it, it delivers on, uh, on the promise of its name. <laughs> I, when we get into spoilers, we can talk about that a little bit more. But I, I thought Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie was yep. much oh, more yeah. developed and enjoyable as just kind of a surprise character that I really would like to spend more time with. I thought totally. she was great. But Hella, it's just kind of generic character, generic villain 101 for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, so those are our just kind of general thoughts. I think we should dive into spoilers a little bit. But before we do, let's do our normal grading system here. Should you see it in the film? Should you rent it? Should you stream it? Or should you just skip it altogether? So, Chad, where are you on the system? You know, I didn't, and I didn't think this was going to be a difficult decision for me. But I am very much on the border of rent versus theater worthy. Ultimately, I'm going to go theater worthy just for the color palette, the visual aesthetics, some really interesting performances and the comedy. I think the comedy is really well done, very well written. There are some unique characters that we haven't talked about uh, yet. The director voiced one of them. Uh, his name is Korg. He's like a rock monster. Has some of the funniest lines Doug, uh, in the Doug, movie. Doug, Doug, what, what are you doing yeah. there, Doug? Yeah, it's really, really very funny. So I'm going <laughs> to say it. it's 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 theater worthy, yes. but it's not a slam dunk, but it's still worth staying in the theater. All right. Okay. All right. So, Daniel, you. 
how, where, where do you fall on the scale? Yeah, similar to Chad, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm on the border of theater and rent, but I, I'm, I definitely would say you need to see it in the theater. I mean, it, it sounds like, I, at least for me, I feel like it sounds like I'm more negative than I am. This is a fun movie. I, I, as soon as the movie was over, you know, you're waiting for the end credit scene, and I turned to my wife and I said, "Oh, that was great." Uh, I just my, my opinion withered a little bit as I left. But yes, see it in the theater. Oh, your childhood is dying, Daniel. This is dying a slow, <laughs> slow death. I cannot say it stronger. I think this movie is, is great. I enjoyed it a lot. I will, I'll buy this movie and watch it again. Um, so uh, if there's another scale here, I would say see it in the theater and buy it. Uh, that is, that's how I feel about it. I think it was really quite good. I've not seen Spider-Man again and Guardians of the Galaxy was fine, but I think I enjoy Thor more than those two films, if I'm being quite honest with you. Just enjoyment level. I really like this movie quite okay, a bit. Okay, you've crossed the line. Chris. Yeah, no, I did. No way, I did. You crossed the line. No, what what line is there? Come on, these are comic book movies, guys. Come on. Yeah, what? but the Guardians films are both fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Totally. You, you think this is a some sort of a, a referendum on uh, Guardians Galaxy Volume 2? I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. I dislike this one a little bit more, I think. I really did. The three movies that are in the, that were released this this year is what I'm saying. I wasn't saying anything other than I, that. I got you. Okay. 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 All right. So let's, uh, let's hop into spoilers unless you guys have anything else to say. Nope. Let's do it. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got him? Well, there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. I really couldn't say a lot in the general discussion because I feel like a lot of what I loved about this movie are kind of very well, much connected with the Marvel Universe as a whole and could very well be considered spoilers. But, you know, let's let's start with some of the cameos that were in this movie that... I was not expecting. I mean, Matt Damon is in this movie, guys. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. Matt Damon shows up in this movie. I had no yeah. idea that was happening. And, and as and soon you, as you know who he he was who was playing Thor in that scene, that was Luke Hemsworth, Chris's brother. Ah, uh, right. I knew I I had right. Seen, he's the one who's the lesser known of of yes. the uh, Hemsworth brothers. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's hilarious. I did not know that, but it makes total sense. So that was fun to see him. I didn't realize Doctor Strange was going to be this in this movie. That was pretty um, weak. You thought that was weak? Yeah, I, I, that was uh, just like when they threw uh, Falcon into Ant Man. It was just, hey, how can we shove another one of our characters in well, here see, for no reason? Here's what I liked about it: is that we had seen this particular scene before, and it was a. I don't know if it was at the end of a Marvel movie or if it was... I can't remember where it was. I feel like they, they had just teased this scene. I thought it was just going to be separate from anything. Maybe well, maybe it's the end of Doctor Strange 
Where is it, guys? I think, yeah, it was the after credits thing from Doctor Strange. Okay, so I just like that they had they, they actually merged those two things together. That we got to, to me, see. It Go felt ahead. like that's why they had to do it. It's like we put this thing out there, and now no, ex- they didn't have yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, because I, I agree with Daniel. I don't. I didn't hate it, but it it definitely stops the momentum of the movie, and it feels just kind of superfluous. Huh. But I, I like seeing those characters work together. Yeah. I, I really do. I wanted to ask you guys, though. I was trying to imagine how freaking cool it would have been if I did not know that the Hulk was in this oh, movie. Oh, I thought the same yes. thing. Yes. Right? And so if you had just been watching this and all of a sudden here's the champion and Hulk busts out of that, I would have lost my mind. Yes. I, just, I, I mean, I understand why they marketing wanted to put that in there to get people in the theater, but I feel like how cool yeah. and epic would that have been? Yeah, because no he doesn't show up until, what, maybe 50 minutes into this movie? I mean, it's a while. Right. There, there's a lot of setup. I was expecting it to be a lot more, because even in that summary that I read on IMDb, it's there's a lot more emphasis put on this gladiatorial combat, and there's only and, one yeah, thing. Yeah, it's kind of minor. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, so, and that's also, that's one of the things that I think narratively from a structural standpoint didn't work as well as this one. To me, it felt like the whole movie was made just for an excuse to spend that 40 or 45 minutes on the planet trapped and all the other trappings around Asgard and all that stuff was just kind of secondary because the middle part of that movie is where it's really alive and it's really yeah. funny and you've got Jeff Goldblum's character who is insane and very entertaining, but so it felt good. like the whole movie exists just for that for that thing in the middle, which is why the the opening and closing, which Chris, you like the you like the way Ragnarok actually did happen there on Asgard. Well, because what I what but, I thought what I thought it was when I was watching this movie, I thought it was kind of a red herring that we that Ragnarok never happens. Like I thought, oh, that's a funny thing. They call the movie Ragnarok, but he destroys Ragnarok in the first scene of this movie, and I was like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of clever. Like that we're moving past Ragnarok. It's that we just kind of did a, but then the way that they actually made it all come full circle is they actually bring Ragnarok and it actually happens that, you know, Asgard is destroyed. That was kind of, that was kind of a bold move in my opinion. I, I thought, yeah, that was I agree. I agree. It was bold, but the way it was constructed where everybody just seemed to be stuck on that bridge was just so, it just wasn't exciting. I just, the whole last piece of it, I thought just was a missed opportunity but again i think i think this movie is just more interested in the characters just hanging out and riffing on each other which is hilarious i mean even the it's really funny but you know the first time that thor sees hulk you know a lot's been happening i i lost my hammer yesterday so still kind of fresh you know it's funny but thor would never say that in any other movies it's just an excuse to get these people together which is great well i mean I it think, is it is it is great i think they're just changing his character though they're trying to make thor less because if you watch, watch serious the, the, yeah watch the first two films the reason why the the humor works is because he's fish out of water right but he still right. takes himself very seriously and in in the second one it is much more supposed to be like an epic, like a uh, gods versus gods. Like this is like a we're gonna you know really you know elevate this stuff. It's gonna be more Shakespearean, really a big deal. And they realize it just didn't work. That doesn't that didn't resonate with people. They don't want to see Thor in that way. They want they like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and so what they're doing is is they're changing his his character to from being this kind of takes himself really serious and is interested in valor and and uh, you know justice and all this kind of stuff and just more like 
yeah, he just wants to do the right thing. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to be a good leader and, and I'm going to have fun along the way. Like he's much more buddy, buddy in this than ever before. And I actually like this version of the character quite a bit more than the self-serious. I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's a good term. Yeah. For him. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I liked it. I really did. I liked it. I, I think though they they pour a lot of that onto Hulk as well, and so it just uh, you know I don't want to be more negative than than I am because I'm with Daniel on that. Is I did enjoy this movie quite a bit. I just I wish I I wish it made me care about it more, yeah, but I don't think it's interested in that. But I didn't want to not I didn't want to end the spoiler section without talking about one of the laughs that really got me was this character again that that uh, Wyka. Uh, voices the Korg rock monster when he has this whole dialogue with Thor about his hammer and about how he's uh, how he has an intimate relationship with it and how it makes him fly and he's like oh it pulls you off and he's like no it's it's so that whole (laughs) line is 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 just really really very funny and I love that and so for me I feel like if they had if they had had a, just a little bit better balance where those side characters had moments that happened throughout the movie and then mixed that in with a little bit more of an emotional hook or even just a more narrative through line that we cared about, it would have been, it would have worked better for me as opposed to just it's I think it's just constant comedy from beginning to the end outside of some of the battles. But anyway, I, I overall, I'm with you, Chris. I'm going to buy this, too. I mean, I'm going to buy it. It's I'm just more, it. I, mean, I don't know if it's con- I think it's more lighthearted. I, it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't take itself too seriously, just like the Thor character. I think that is what works because I don't know that I wouldn't call this movie like a. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's funny, but it's just it's just light. It, it, well, I, I just compare it to the Guardians movies because I think it's this, it's that's a really perfect comparison. Guardians does not take itself too seriously. It's hilarious. It's got really funny jokes, but the difference is with right. those ones, I, I actually in both of the movies really emotionally connected to these characters, to the to the plot, to the stakes. And uh, as hilarious as Thor is, and it really is, I don't want to downplay that. I just never emotionally connected to anything, plot, character, nothing. Yeah. And I would say, too, I've I've seen a lot of comedies, a lot of romantic comedies and regular comedies that have less jokes than this movie does. Right. I mean, this movie has a lot of jokes, which, again, I'm cool with. Yeah. Uh, It's just just a shift, which, listen, I am 100% in support if we're going to have three or four Marvel movies every year of them taking chances and exploring different genres and whether that's comedy or horror like we're seeing with I know it's not Marvel but with you know these new X-Men films that are coming out I'm all for that so we get out of this creative rut but for this one to me I feel like it maybe just swung the pendulum over a little bit too far for me to fully get on board with it all right so those are our thoughts on Thor Ragnarok now let's move on to the cutting room floor the cutting room floor Well, now that we've left Asgard, we're going to take another trip to another place full of wonder and bright colors and uh, battles to the death. Mm. And that would be flickchart.com. That's right, guys. The screeners are back. We have decided that tonight, instead of doing a, a top three, we would get back into our process of creating our favorite films of all times as only Flickchart can offer movie versus movie ultimately what's going to happen is we're going to continue to embarrass ourselves because right now our list is pretty pathetic but what i thought we would do tonight is just uh, encourage everybody if you'd like to follow us our 
Uh, flickchart.com ID is Screeners Podcast, spelled out with no spaces. You can go to flickchart.com and uh, check out our list and shame us as well. So with that, guys, are you ready to uh, you ready to jump in and uh, see if we can whittle this thing down? Yes. Let's yes. Let's, let's, okay. let's make this happen. All right. So our current, just to, just to catch everybody up, our current number 20 is Sin City. Our current number 10 is Stand By Me. And then I'll go five, four, three, two, one. Five right now is The Lion King. Yes. Four is five, four is Die Hard. Ugh. Three is The Empire Strikes Back. Two is Jaws. And one is currently The Shawshank Redemption. So that's not terrible. That's not that's the not Mighty terrible. Ducks anymore. It's not. We got rid of the Mighty Ducks, so we've made progress. I'm not sure how this is going to go, folks. <laughs> well, we'll just find out. Here we go. So, number one, we have got... Natural Born Killers versus One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Oh, man. Now, I've seen both of these. So let's start with you, Daniel. Which one's better? Okay, so that's hilarious because Natural Born Killers is my least favorite movie of all time. Full oh, stop. Yeah. That's and ridiculous. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is in my top 20 of all time. So pretty easy. Okay, and Chris, what about you? I mean, I'd have to say One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest just because of the classic nature of it, even though Natural Born Killers in its time was crazy and, and pushed the limits. But I definitely think Cuckoo's Nest is, is a better film. Yeah, okay, Josh, can you participate in this discussion? Uh, just take a guess. I've seen okay. parts of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. not sure I've seen the whole thing. Okay, and so Daniel and I, this is one of those scenarios where we almost came to, uh, to an altercation over this because I think Natural Born Killers is really pretty great, Ugh. but <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is certainly better, so there you go. All right, moving on, I guess it's trying to get us to weed out these movies. We have Natural Born Killers again versus M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Daniel, can I put you down for Natural Born Killers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, we've got The Village, Chris. Oh, The Village, all the way. Absolutely. Right. Now, Josh, I feel like you've seen The Village. Maybe we saw this the together. Uh, yeah, I think we did on some I think trip we did. in the past. Yep, yep. Okay, so I'm also going to agree that The Village is underrated. Okay, here we are, Natural Born Killers. Gosh. <laughs> Versus... The Little Mermaid. You gotta oh, pick come it, on. You gotta pick it or they're gonna keep giving it to us. <laughs> I will never pick it. Okay. So, uh, can we just go Little Mermaid little, on this one? Little Mermaid. There's no <laughs> doubt. What in the world? I mean, come on. Get rid of the stupid Under the movie. sea. All right, it is now gone. Thank goodness. Now we have, a, we have a movie that I have not seen. This is Rock and Roll High School from 1979. I'm gonna take a straw poll of none of us seen that, right? No. Correct. I have not. All right, that takes us to... If only Josh would have said he saw oh, that. Yeah, I would, it would have been the best good. episode ever, but apparently <laughs> you, did, you let you us down. You missed an opportunity. You let That's us true. down, Josh. So uh, the next one is we have Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, this is the 2005 version, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right. versus the original Ghostbusters from 1984. Oh, oh come on. So, Daniel, hopefully you're going to bring oh, some yeah. drama to this one. What no, do you think? no, it's Ghostbusters for sure. Okay, Chris, I know. We know how you feel about Ghostbusters, It's one of the best Josh. movies ever. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, wouldn't go that far. Oh, See, it is. I, I'm not like some people who really hated 
the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory newer version, but Ghostbusters is probably still a better movie. I mean, oh yeah, come on, it's okay, a classic. So we'll get, we'll go with Ghostbusters. Which hang on, hang now. on, hang on, Chad. Now you cannot do this. You need to also, no matter where ah, it is, you need to true. give us a pick. Come on now. I would have voted for Ghostbusters for sure. Okay. Now, had that been Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, right, Ghostbusters that's, that's is out, that is, out the door. That would be different. I, I agree. But Charlie, come on. That's All right. You're right. You're right. So I vote for Ghostbusters. All right. Which takes us to another Chris Farrell uh, love affair. The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> I don't even know why. I just assume you love this kind of what? movies. Versus Dan, You're looking at me. Truman you're looking show. at me. Where's the yeah. San Andreas clip? Maybe, maybe it is, Daniel, to be, I mean, to, to be fair. Professor, it looks like the whole San Andreas fault line is being activated. Oh my god! In your wow, honor, in your unbelievable. Honor. So, Daniel, <laughs> what do you think? Is it Day After Tomorrow or The Truman Show? Oh my gosh, come on. <laughs> come on, it's The Truman Show. Okay, okay, Faith Restored. What about you, Chris? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, The Day After Tomorrow is actually a pretty fantastic film. It's if pretty you look good. At the, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I knew it. I'm I not Daniel, at all. That's like, I knew Daniel couldn't decent. contain his love. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, no, not, not even a contest. Uh, uh, whatever the other one was, I don't even remember now. It was not the day does it, does it really matter? No, okay. it does Yes, matter. it does matter. Josh, <laughs> what about you? I did see one of those. Can you guess which one it wasn't? <laughs> yes, I can. Yeah, okay. I am with you on that one. It is definitely the Truman Show for sure. Which takes us now to the original 2001 Zoolander versus Elf oh. from 2003. All right, what do we got here, Daniel? What do you think? Both good movies, uh, but I love Elf. I, I just I can't get enough of that movie. It's my favorite Christmas movie ever. So yes, Elf. Okay, Chris. Look, I never got on that Zoolander train. Uh, so Elf, we watch that with the family every year. I, I love Elf. Yes. Okay, and Josh, what about you? Uh. Well, we did name a project at work uh, Throne of Lies after you sit on a Throne of Lies. But I'm still voting Zoolander. I like Zoolander. Interesting. Okay. I'm actually with you, Chris. I I can appreciate Zoolander in um, Fits and Starts, but I don't like it that much, and I love Elf. So for me, it is Elf. Which takes us now to... The Hangover, the original from 2009, versus the comedy classic, The Life of Brian from 1979. Daniel, have you seen these? I have. Uh, I don't really remember Life of Brian. Wait, what was the first movie? The Hangover from oh, 2009. Oh, yeah, original. for sure. For sure. It's a great movie. Hangover. Okay. And Chris? Uh, the music is really intense. Uh, it's like I had to like really. It is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a serious uh, business. I don't these, know if you know that. It's these the, neither of these movies are favorites of mine. But oh come on, Hangover is great. I guess I would have to. Hangover is fine. It's fine. Uh, I'd go with Hangover. Uh, honestly, Life of Brian has some interesting bits, some interesting moments, but Hangover. And Josh, I'm with Chris on the Hangover is fine. I never. I think I've only seen parts of Life of Brian, so I can't. I gotta recuse myself. Always shamefully. look on the bright side. I know of that life. one. I love the Life of Brian, but I am outvoted. So the although the original Hangover is pretty funny, the, the it's sequels better were than terrible. The others. Yeah, sequels were terrible, but the first was pretty funny. So we'll go with Hangover. 
Alright, rolling along here. The next choice is the original Hellboy from 2004 versus Rush Hour 2 from 2001. Mm. Daniel, what do you say? Huh. Um, Hellboy's good, but I just have a, I have a special place in my heart for the Rush Hour movies. Even 2 and 3, they're both great. So, Rush really? Hour 2. Even Rush Hour 2. Yeah. Okay, Chris, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Hellboy on this one. I really like it, and I'm very excited for the remake coming out next year. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Our first showdown. I really, and Josh? I really should watch Hellboy at some point. Oh. Okay. So it comes down to me, and this one's, a, this one's tough for me because I, I, I very much like Daniel like Rush Hour 2 and 3, but I don't think they're great. And I think Hellboy 2 was even better than the original Hellboy. But, it was. It was. But I'm still going to go with Hellboy. I think it's a better movie. So there you go. All right. Which now brings us to Battleship from 2012. <laughs> what? An- another Daniel As in special. No. no. <laughs> I had As forgotten. As in you sunk my, yes. I had forgotten that existed until you just spoke of it now. So, wow. It, it definitely yeah. is there. Uh, and this is going against the Adam Sandler the Water Boy from 1998. You can Daniel, do it. What do you say? Um, well, obviously, Battleship is just the worst. Um, what? So, what? Uh, the San Andreas but, is the best. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Uh, <laughs> but I don't have a. I don't have much of an affinity for Water Boy, but it gets my vote. My vote. Okay, and Chris. A oh, Water Boy. Yes. There were some very delightful moments. You know, at least very, that, very delightful. That at least continued in popular culture, whereas I, I've forgotten Battleship even existed. That that was a thing. Okay, Joshua. I never knew it existed. So there you go. What was Battleship okay. about besides uh, Battleship? A- aliens, I, aliens yeah. coming to Earth, fighting. And Rihanna battleships. was in it. It's Battleship I, oh versus Aliens. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have a confession to make. I actually enjoyed Battleship what? on a base level. As much as Daniel can kind wow. of enjoy the day after tomorrow, I didn't think it was the worst thing I'd ever seen, but it's definitely the water boy. And in honor of Adam Sandler, I give you a little of this. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. And that's how I feel every time Daniel talks about San Andreas, but that's a totally (laughs) different subject. So that now takes us to another Adam Sandler. We're on the Adam Sandler train. Big Daddy from 1999 versus 12 Monkeys from 1995. I really don't care about either of these movies, Um, but I guess Big Daddy makes me laugh more. So, sure. Okay. Chris? Uh, I'm going to completely disagree with you and say that 12 Monkeys is great. I like 12 Monkeys quite a bit. Okay, Josh? I'll be able to vote on one of these by the time we're done. I've seen (laughs) Big Daddy. I I would rather vote against it, but I haven't seen 12 Monkeys. I enjoyed Big Daddy. I thought it was cute and heartwarming, but I do think I have to lean towards 12 Monkeys. So, 12 Monkeys it is. All right, so we're going to do one more, and then we're going to start narrowing down into our top 20. The next choice is Night at the Museum, the original from 2006, versus Absolute Zero from 2006. What? Don't know that. Yeah, that's what I said. So we'll skip that. Yeah, what is Absolute Zero? uh, (laughs) Yeah, Night at the Museum versus Troy from 2004. 
Daniel, what say you? Gosh, another one that I don't I don't really care about either of these movies. Um, but I, I remember not liking Troy and then just kind of feeling like, eh, okay, about Night at the Museum. So, Night at the Museum. Night at the Museum it is. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Night at the Museum as well. Okay, and Josh? Nope. I saw Troy. <laughs> we saw it together, didn't we, in Europe, I right? think so. Yeah, yeah, that's why I saw that movie. Yep. Not even the power of nostalgia could make you vote for it? Well, I haven't seen Night at the Museum. Okay. I actually think I would lean towards Troy on this one, but you guys win. It is Night at the Museum. So, we will now narrow in on our top. 20. So now we have the original Saw from 2004 versus Sin City, the uh, the first one from 2005. Daniel, what do you say? Uh, believe it or not, I have not seen Saw, so I'm out. Interesting. And I hate okay. Sin City, so there you go. Okay, so Chris, <laughs> what about you? Saw, 100%. That movie surprised me so much. Um, so, yeah, that's my pick. Okay, and Josh? I really wish I could vote against both of these movies, but I guess that's not the rules. Um, I guess, well, I was going to say I was going to give it to Saw for originality, but Sin City was original in its own way. Um, eh, Saw, because it wasn't yes. derivative from a graphic novel, I guess. I don't know. That's yes. a good enough reason. All right. I also would vote for Saw. The original Saw, I, st- I think, is still fantastic. It's a good movie. It is. All right, which now takes us to The Wedding Singer from 1998 versus the original Rocky. Can we skip this? What? What? Wow. Only because I haven't seen Rocky. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. No, but hey, but Wedding Singer is a good movie. Yeah, can I vote for Wedding Singer? Wedding Singer is really, really good. In fact, it was the first movie I got on DVD. This is The Wedding Singer. It came in a bundle. It is good. It is good. It's funny and charming. All right, now this is going, this could lead to some, uh, to some, Friendships dissolving here. So we have. (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. We have Aliens, the sequel, uh, 1986, James Cameron, versus the original Rocky, 1976. So, Daniel, what do you got? Ooh. Um. If it was Alien, I would vote for that over Rocky, but I will do Rocky over Aliens. Okay, Chris. Uh, man, this is this is really tough. Yeah, These are that's tonally yep. two yep. very different things. Uh, gosh, you know, I I think Rocky is the right choice uh, here. I mean, I love Aliens, but Rocky, I think, is my pick. Okay, Josh. Nope, we've been over this. Okay. Sadly. I love Aliens, but Rocky, I have the poster on the wall. Rocky it is. All right, which now takes us to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon from 2000 versus The Lion King, a Daniel joint. Daniel, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think, I think? <laughs> Lion King. Lion King it is. What about you, Chris? Oh, man, Lion King. Absolutely. Yes. Lion King. Okay, Josh. I like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and I'm pretty sure I've seen all of it, but I mean Lion King. It is the Lion King, but look, we can't throw too min- too much shade at Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's oh, a great, great, it's fine. great movie. It's fine. <laughs> I agree with Daniel on that one. It's fine. It's, great. it's okay. It's okay. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> 
So now we have Jerry Maguire from 1996, and then we have The Shawshank Redemption from 1994. <laughs> okay, Daniel? I don't like Jerry Maguire. I know that. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't, I don't like pick. you. And yeah, Shawshank is uh, definitely the winner. All right, Chris. Show me the money. Oh, seriously? <laughs> what? No, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. It's oh, Shawshank Redemption, you. absolutely. All right, Josh. Haven't seen Jerry Maguire. Don't plan to. Good. Jerry Maguire is great, but it is definitely Shawshank. All right, let's do four or five more here. We have Ace Ventura Pet Detective, the original from 94, versus Juno from 2007. Whoa. Daniel. Um... That's kind of interesting. This is an interesting. It is. Yeah. Um, if I'm being if I'm being honest, open and honest with you guys here, uh, Pet Detective kind of gets on my nerves. Like it's funny, but what's it, wrong with it, you? It gets it gets old <laughs> for me. So I look, I was being open How and honest. How many times Chad. have you watched it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I have to be fair. On the two hundredth viewing, it really clicks. Okay, that's what it takes. <laughs> All right, just gotta I'm keep going. There. Keep going. Go through that wall. Break through the wall, and eventually you'll get there. Hey, I had friends in high school who would go home and watch. It was either Dumb and Dumber or Ten Things I Hate About You every day after school. Wow. That wow. was not me, by the way. Let's I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> well, you clear. were too busy watching Terminator Two every day. So I was, man. I lo- I could That's watch Terminator choice. Two every day. Yes. So I will go with Juno. Juno. Okay, Chris. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> Einhorn is Finkel. There's your answer. Okay, Josh. Ace Ventura. I am proud of you, Josh, or Ace Ventura. I'm very conflicted on this pick because I love Juno. I mean, I really love it, but I can't pick up against but, the pet detective. Yeah. Come on. My problem can't was I remember liking Juno, but now thinking about it, I don't remember Juno, like, almost at all. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, there were a lot less... Uh, a lot less anal jokes in that one, so. <laughs> <laughs> or and, maybe and, there were, and, that, and I don't remember. Who knows? Hang on a second. Is that how you're scoring all of these? Because if we can <laughs> I mean, go back, that's, that's my look. that's my personal scale, guys. Okay. <laughs> we all have our own system. Leave me alone. Anal jokes per minute. A J P M. Is that yeah, you have the count? To, sure. Sure. You have to crawl out of a rhino at least once in the movie. For <laughs> that's in two, it's man. Stick. That's in two. That's part two. Oh, that is part in two. two. Yes. All right, so now we have Mr. and Mrs. Smith from 2005 versus Mission Impossible 3 from 2006, J.J. Abrams' uh, directorial debut. So, Daniel, what do you think? I have a feeling this one's a lot more difficult for me than any of you. uh, I have a feeling that's true. I I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Mission Impossible 3. Um, i got to think about it for a second here. Yeah, I mean, okay, Mission Impossible 3 is probably the better movie, but I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay, Chris? Uh, I like both of those movies, but there's no contest for me. It's Mission Impossible 3. Come on. Yep, and Josh? I I thought 3 was the bad one. 3's not the bad one. 2's the bad one. No, 2's the bad, bad one. one. I haven't yep. seen either of them, so I don't care. <laughs> okay, it's definitely Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> All right, and with that now, we're going to move into our top 20. So, we now have Mission Impossible 3 versus Stand By Me, the classic from oh, 1986. Man. Daniel, Gosh. what do you say? Uh, it's, man, it's Stand By Me. Okay, and Chris? This is Mission, what, what, what is it again? 
Mission Impossible 3 uh, versus Stand By Me. Uh, what? What? Why do I have to pick between these two movies? It's not fair. Chad, it's don't, the flick chart don't dilemma. Make, don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. You I'm going to go with Mission Impossible 3. Wow. How dare you? Wow. It's like the trolley problem, but for movies and there are no stakes. <laughs> 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 All right, Josh. Uh, pass. Okay. This one is easy. It's Stand By Me for me, even though I love Mission Impossible 3. So, it, but Stand By Me is, is hey, listen, a special movie. There's no doubt that Stand By Me is probably a better movie, but if we're going by the standards of like what movie do you want to watch again, I would prefer to watch Mission Impossible 3 any day over. We, we just Stand established our scoring standards. <laughs> That's true. Ago. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let me count. Yes, Mission Impossible 3 still wins, actually, on that one. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably, probably true. true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's do a few more here before we call it tonight. We have Seven from 1995, David Fincher versus Mean Girls from 2004 for a little tonal battle royale there. <laughs> Those movies so, are basically uh, the same thing, actually. I mean, you know, they kind of, the underlying subtext is pretty similar. Daniel, what do you think? Mean Girls is pretty good, but uh, yeah, very easily Seven. Okay, Chris. What's in the box? <laughs> and Joshua? <laughs> I really need to watch Seven. <laughs> oh, man. Have you not I seen know, Seven? I know. No, I haven't. Oh, It'll take man. on a whole new meaning now I, with all the I Kevin Spacey I mean, Spacey it's stuff. been completely spoiled, Ooh. but Ooh. Oh, I know no. what happens. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's definitely Seven, no doubt about it. And that takes us now to Chicago, the Oscar-winning musical from 2003 versus 1988's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, Daniel, what do you think? We've got uh, we've got a musical versus a whatever Roger Rabbit is. Gosh, those are both great movies. Um, it's got to be Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Okay, Chris. I agree. Roger Rabbit. Wow. A shave Gosh. and a haircut. I wish I could help you out, but you keep hitting my list of movies I need to watch. It's not very <laughs> hard to them. do, to be fair. <laughs> it's really, no, it's really not. I would have voted Chicago, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit has the consensus, and therefore it moves to the next round, which takes us now to... Oh, okay, interesting. I like this one. Uh, we have the original Alien from 1979 versus the Oscar-winning 1997 Air Force One. Uh, Oscar-winning? Oscar-winning. Yeah. What did it win? Yes, it won an Oscar for something. <laughs> <laughs> won an Oscar for Best you Airplane. You don't know. Line. Definitely not know. Best Picture. <laughs> I didn't say Best Picture. I said Oscar-winning. <laughs> it's it just won misleading an Oscar in the show they don't, pub- they don't uh, televise. Uh, that's very, very easy, and it is alien. Okay, and Chris? Say, get off my airplane. Say it, Chris. It, it won best film editing and best sound mixing, actually. Bam, in your face. It won two. Um, so let's, oh, no, I'm sorry. It didn't win. It, they were nominated for those two No, awards. it won. It won I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It won something. <laughs> it did not. It did not. It I went feel home like empty. it won something. It, it went home empty-handed. Oh, man. What are the two options? Air Force One and what? Alien, the original. Oh, man. Get off my Air, plane. Air, Fo- Air Force One, man. Get off are my plane. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Okay. Get off my okay. plane. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. All right. So, Josh? Yeah, I haven't seen Alien. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Chris made Alien. me watch Air Force One in college or in you high school at it. some point. You so enjoyed it. 
So we're talking about me breaking the tie on Alien versus Air Force One. Come on. Yes. Man, I love both of these. Yes, you do. Come on. Come on. Bring I it do. over. Bring it over. I think I'm going to have to go with... Chad. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to do Air Force <laughs> One. Yes. Really? I'm going to have to do it. Are you serious? If I had to guess, I, I would have guessed Alien. Are you I am. kidding me right now? Oh, man. Air Force hey, One listen. is fantastic. It's listen, not bad, feel, but... His wife. Alien? His it's daughter. Pretty, his baseball glove. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty confident in it. Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. Yeah. So that's all I gotta say about that. That had what? nothing to do with. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You just had your hand on the button. He's gone full shock jock on us. Don't worry about it. Chad is a morning radio host. Drunk yeah, we're with the fart jerks. Yep. Listen, I've got some things in there I can't play, so don't worry about it. So. <laughs> Here we go. Jerry Maguire mm. from 1996 versus Mean Girls. How are these both in our top 20? Let me just. Yeah, that's a that wonderful question. Uh, well, that's why we're weeding them out. And uh, I, it pleases me to say that it's very easily Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Okay, Chris. Jerry Maguire. Okay, Josh, you nope. still haven't seen Jerry I, Maguire. I have not seen Jerry Maguire <laughs> in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> this is easily Jerry Maguire. I love Jerry Maguire, the Academy Award-winning Jerry Maguire. I might add. Help. All right, me. let's do let's do five more. Here we go. Help. We you. have Mission Impossible Three from 2006 versus Schindler's List from <laughs> 1993. Uh, Interesting. All right, Daniel, what you got? Gosh. Because you okay. know, if you don't vote for Schindler's I List, I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, one's a better movie, but one's more enjoyable. So uh, I'll go with Look, one that's a better movie. I'll go with Schindler's List. I'm sorry, okay. but every movie is more enjoyable than Schindler's List. But that's right. not the point. So, yeah, that's mine too, by the way. Okay, Josh. Nope. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> it's it's definitely Schindler's List. It's a better film. We now have seven 1995 David Fincher versus the original 1995 Toy Story. Again, oh, interesting tonal gosh, battle there. So different. Daniel, what uh, do you got? If I'm being honest, uh, I enjoy Toy Story more. Okay. And Chris? Toy Story is a better film. It, like, redefined an entire industry. So, yes, Toy Story. Uh, I didn't even hear gosh. the first one. What's the first one? Seven. You haven't seen oh. it. Redefining a genre doesn't, ma- or an industry doesn't make it a better film. That is but true. Uh, but it was also a better uh, film. I don't know that it was, honestly. But huh, if I had to vote for sure, I would probably go with. I'd probably go with seven, honestly. But obviously, I enjoy Toy Story th- or Toy Story a lot more. But you guys win. It goes through. Three more as we round out our top twenty. We have Mean Girls versus Chicago. Daniel. Um, I'll go Chicago. Okay, Chris. Chicago. Chicago, Josh. Yeah, I liked Mean Girls, but I gotta vote for Chicago. Yep, I would also agree with that. Let's do two more. We have, boy, we are, <laughs> we're on this train. Here we go. Seven versus The Lion King. Daniel, we know what you want. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Chris. Oh, yeah, The Lion King. Come on. Yeah. Feel that love. Josh. Feel that love tonight. Yes. Josh hasn't seen seven. It's the Lion King going through. And the final one for this evening is going to be Air Force One 
versus the Lion King. Daniel. Oh, gosh, come on. <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> and Christopher, I, what do I, you think? I concur. I concur. The Lion King. The Lion King. Josh. Yeah. Wait, just let me just, let sweep. me pause for a second. Here, here we go. Here we go. I'll I just want to clarify here. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. So, Air Force One is better yes. than Alien. Yes. But Lion King is better than Air Force One. Is Lion King better than Alien in your so, vote? So if it was Alien versus Lion King, your vote would be? Lion King. Okay. Just clarifying. Why, hey, Daniel. Why, why, why are you why, so why jaded? Why, why, why are you on your high horse over there? Come on, calm down. <laughs> calm down. Everything's going to be fine. Listen, Alien's okay. I wouldn't get all wrapped okay. up about it. Whatever. Okay, Josh, so you are also on the Lion King situation yeah, here. Can I, can I also vote for the, the live-action remake or whatever remake they're about to do? I'll no, just vote for that cannot. one in advance because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a disgrace. <laughs> it may be, be actually great. good, but it's who cares? It's not going to be. It's not going to be the original, and that's all that matters. That's it. We hope you have enjoyed our foray back into FlickChart. Uh, as usual, jo- go to FlickChart.com, look for Screeners Podcast, and you can follow along. If you agree or disagree with our takes, make sure to email Daniel and tell him all <laughs> about it because he would love to hear it. I am I would. sure. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of The Screeners. Listen, one more time, I want to invite you over to our Facebook page because there's a lot going on there, and we definitely want to hear from you. Next time, we'll be talking about murder on the Orient Express. See you then. And that's a wrap. You've heard what The Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. Lie on your back and gently pull your pelvic floor towards the floor as the floor holds you up. You're listening to the Screamers Podcast Network.